Welcome everyone. We're here again with another episode of Above and Below. I'm your host, Navriti Sood. And this season we are focusing on her story. And we're talking to some amazing women and entrepreneurs who are doing some compelling work that are shifting our paradigms on how we experience life, work, and everything in between. And today I am so honored to welcome my guest, Felicia Heinz Patrick who is the founder and CEO of Sacred Soul, Sacred with a K. She is a spiritual life coach and healer, and she is also starting her I Am movement. And we're going to dive deeper into what that's all about. And it's starting on January 24th, which, wink, wink, is on the Aquarius new moon. Welcome, Felicia. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Navirti, for having me. I am so honored and and excited to talk to you more about your journey. So Sacred Soul, I mean, that carries a lot of, you know, depth. And I'm just so curious about, you know, just tell me about how you what led you to want to start sacred soul and become a healer don't Ooh. don't leave anything out don't leave it <laughs> okay, let's see where, where we can start oh man uh life mm-hmm. <laughs> life took me there I, I had no idea this was coming it literally hit me on my head and i'm like all right this is what's going on um to tell my story hmm i realized i started to lose myself mm. i did not know who i was i got to that point in life i'm like had to question who are you? Like, I didn't recognize the woman in the mirror to be me. The choices that I was making, I didn't recognize them either. Like, I knew those are not who I really am, but I'm going to just keep going through them because it's because I was avoiding things in life. I came to a point in my life, I felt depleted. I felt like I was giving more than I was getting. I felt like I was being pulled in so many directions. And I was just like, okay, what about me? And I was like, in all avenues, I felt completely depleted. Whether it was financially, whether it was it was done. Mm. So in that lower vibrational space, it's so interesting the choices we we make, and then we continue to cause this domino effect of negativity that is happening around us. And that's where I was. I started to make choices where I'm in a marriage, but I was going outside the marriage to find what I felt I was missing. So there I am trying to use something in physical world to make me feel better so i did that and even in that process i'm like this is not there's something not and i couldn't stop it like i didn't want to stop it let's just say that i would didn't have that control to do that so in that process which lasted literally a whole year and a week from the moment i met the person which in itself was a very deep thing because i felt like i knew the person although Mm. i never knew them but it was this connection Mm -hmm. not even people like it was a sexual connection no it was like I know this soul, but anywho. And this is someone that you're not married to. Not married to. And this is while I was married. So Mm. it was interesting like how this all came in, but I can, the way I speak now is relating to, I can see what was going on. So when I got to that, being with this person for this amount of time, um, like one year, one week, you know, if you're, I know you're familiar with numbers and we kind of think them as signs as well. So that's like an 11. He, um, he passed away. He died tragically. He was in a tragic motorcycle accident. Wow. And that was when I was like, okay, holy crap, what's going on? What's going on? And that's because I, although he died, it was a part of me that died as well because I'm like, now I'm mourning someone that no one even knows exists. Well, my my husband had a, a, 
a little feeling about it and we spoke about it and I said, okay, no, I'll, I will stop even communicating with the person, whatever the case may be, so to save my marriage. But in that space, it was like, I didn't even care. Mm. <laughs> so it's so funny when you're there, you, you're, you lose, every, you lose, completely lose yourself. So that's where I was. And that hurt, that pain, that I felt like the death of my soul literally happened in that moment. And I was like, what is happening here? So it was the loss of this soul connection that you had. Yes. And connected with, I know we've talked about this mm -hmm. uh, offline, mm -hmm. uh, connected with your quote unquote picture perfect life that was happening. Right. So tell me more about that. What, what was this picture perfect life? The picture perfect life was, I was married. I had my two beautiful boys. I have my house. It was actually a brand new, new renovated house. We were doing things as a family. The, all the things from the outside looking in, amazing. But the steps that got us there was it's, it was so hard. For, I didn't know how to deal with them. Mm. And instead of dealing with them, I used to kind of sweep things under the carpet, instead of addressing things that were bringing me inner turmoil it was more like and this was about work in the family way, work family whether the work issues i just was like all right the family issues typical issues i guess married couples all have just looks different it's the same thing like financial issues and i just the weight of the family was on me because my husband at the time was going through a lot. We couldn't, wasn't working. So it was a lot. And then new children. Oh my gosh. It's like a, a shock mm -hmm. to the, never mind the body, but then everything else. And it's like, oh, how are we doing this? And then wondering how we're going to make it. So the dynamics in my life continued to change. And instead of learning how to address them, I ran from them and just kept running and running. So of course I'm building up a, tra a trail mm. of things to bring me to that space where layers were put on top of everything. It's like I so sweeping under the rug. Yeah, sweeping we're under the building rug, those layers, wearing those masks, like you're pretending things are okay and it's not, and actually making yourself believe that. But meanwhile. And seeking another person. Yeah. Meanwhile, your choices <laughs> clearly show that that's, you're not, you haven't fixed, you haven't dealt with your situation. Mm. So, and then them leaving or dying so tra traumatically, tragically, it was just like, wow. wow. And interesting thing about that is when I met the person, the first thing that came to my mind was that motorcycle will be the end of them. Don't know where that came from. That used mm. to always bother me. And it's not to say they were reckless. It was just like, why am I having that thought? And then when it did happen, part of me was like, oh my gosh, did I have anything? To it's a place you go and you're like, do I have anything to do with that? So yeah. it was a lot to to deal with. And I didn't feel like I can go to therapy. I didn't feel that was necessary. I tried grievance counseling. I think my grievance counselor was more taken by my story than was able to help me. <laughs> it was like, wow, that's amazing. I think you should see someone. And she was actually referencing me to a spiritual person to work with to understand mm. the depth. And that's kind of where the seed was planted. I'm like, okay, that's what I need. Something bigger than all of this. And it opened up the whole spiritual aspect for me, bigger than I was conscious of before. Mm -hmm. And I started seeking medium. And I was like, talk to me about what happened here. So you were called to explore spiritual guidance yes. and the spiritual wisdom mm -hmm. that... Uh, is available to us and accessible to us. Yeah, something I would have never because my belief system didn't allow that. Mm. But at that moment, I surrendered and I was open 
to the awakening that was happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, whatever it is, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing when we get to that space and it happens to a lot of us when we're just like, okay, I'm ready, I'm listening. We have to be fall, fall flat on our backs to actually yeah. look up. So I'm really curious <laughs> to ask you more about that. So mm-hmm. when you experience the soul death mm-hmm. and essentially, let's say you stopped running, right? Mm-hmm. And you were surrendering and kind of trusting Yes. You know, once this death came about you in, in a literal way, because your partner experienced mm-hmm. that that physical a physical death, death. Yeah. But also internally, you were realizing that you're going through this death. So when you were in the state of surrender, what questions or answers or experiences came up? Oh, man. During this death period. Doing during that period, the deepest questions I never thought I'd ask myself was for one was where do where do people go when they when they die. Mm. That was like my first question. Where do people go when they die? So I started to research that. I became obsessed with really researching what happens to people when they die. Where does the soul go? What is going? And that's when I started to learn all these different things. And I had even moments, you know, when people pass, you start to get things that happen. You're like, they're talking through things. My screen would freeze on stuff that I'm supposed to, I guess, read. So I'm like, what is, okay, fine. I'm going to read this. I understand. So I went through those phases. I asked that question. Then I started to ask, what is my purpose? Then I started to ask, what is life all about? What is the meaning of us being here? Like I was going to places like, and I needed answers. And I was like, somewhere, I need to find this. And the more I wanted to know, the more I was guided. And I started getting the answers. I had the medium who started it from the beginning. And she was like, that soul was there to inspire you. We might have misinterpreted what it was for and it was just there to kind of like tap you on your shoulder and tell you it's time to wake up you have worked you came here to do something and it's not whatever you are doing it's what you're about to do and then I asked her so what is my purpose and she was like you're going to work with people women and you're going to show them and change help them change their lives and start believing in themselves and and she was like you actually been doing it but not on a smaller scale just by being you but you're going to do it on a bigger scale couldn't see it. I'm like me, group of women, <laughs> changing lives. Couldn't see it at all. And then I did look at myself in the model lives. I kind of changed just by being me. And she was, and I was like, I see it. Okay, I see it. I see what I've done without trying. So we went from there. And then it went into the next phase, a shaman. I, I was just guided to a shaman. My sister used to talk about one and I used to, again, not listen to her because I'm like, I don't believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I shut her down or shut her out. So for our listeners who mm-hmm. might not know what a shaman is, can you yes. tell us what a shaman is? <laughs> a shaman, and I don't want to downplay them, but they their role is more so to uh, spiritual guides that they believe in. We're all one with the earth and they kind of teach us from, like they go through like the darkness to take you in your darkness and bring you to the light. So I was a journey. I did a lot of meditation work with my shaman. I did a lot of clearing work with, you know, energy work. And that experience in itself was something I mind blowing. I was like, oh my, energy's working, things are shutting down, the visions that he's sharing with me and then I'm feeling. Mm. I was like, this is amazing <laughs> and interesting. And I'm like, I'm flow. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. can you describe maybe a profound moment if you feel uh, comfortable to share that you experienced sure. uh, going through this healing and transformational journey? One in particular, I remember, and this is what's more interesting is that he actually resides in 
Atlanta and I live in New York. So we've been doing this only on the phone. So the amount of energy that actually happens on the phone, I couldn't believe it. You know, it took me a while to say, mm. how's this going to work? I mean, shouldn't we be in each other's presence? Not necessary. So I started to learn that in that moment. But in one situation in particular, he was, he said, I'm going to share with you everything I see. And he started to, and I was in deep meditation. And then he started to talk about how many spirit guides had surrounded me. And it was eight. Man, woman, man, woman, man, woman. It was that extreme. Man, woman, man, woman, all around me. Then like an atonement was happening. And then a whole full like full out ritual happened. And that from that moment, I swear my my whole inner, there was the biggest shift I've ever had in my life was after that experience to the point that he even seemed like he was in shock for a minute. Like, are you back yet? Mm, <laughs> so it was mm -hmm. very, and for him, he was like, I've never had this because his music cut off. He had his little birds chirping in the background. He said his lights cut off on his end. And he was like, this is <laughs> powerful stuff. How he was like, uh, this has never happened. And I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so um, my next question for you is, you know, going through this transformation and healing yourself, how did you, did you feel a shift in mindset or did you feel like you got any answers from, you know, the, from the challenges, frankly, that you were experiencing prior to seeking spirituality as a way to heal and grow? Prior to, I was not getting anything, but after, mm -hmm. it's like I stepped into a whole other world the whole of the space like i understood like he would say you will feel the shift i didn't even know what i'm supposed to feel mm. so i was like something gonna move me to the side and i'm like what is the shift but then when it happened it was like that was it mm. so like, was it a feeling it was a feeling like you it's you came to a place where you're i felt like my heart opened bigger than it's ever opened before wow and it was like a healing my heart and he started to teach me and and which i've learned and i've learned to share with others that that's my mind your heart mind is your true mind, mm -hmm. not the one we always seem to go from. And when I mm -hmm. started to come from that place, there was a healing happening in my home. Me and my husband got to a place where there was a forgiving going on. I was forgiving him for the things I couldn't let go. He was forgiving me for that moment that I put him through for that year. And it was like, we got stronger. Instead of crumbling like most people say, oh, well, that relationship went to, it happened and it made us stronger. It was one of, which is one of the most beautiful things. It brought that peace in my home and it trickled down to my children. And it was like this, the shift that we're living in right now, that we'll call it, or the consciousness in this place of coming from how mm -hmm. heart center and that love, it's in the home. Mm -hmm. And that's what- Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just there. It's our life now. And it's, it's one of the most beautiful things. So beyond where it took me for my work, what it did for every aspect of my life and mm -hmm. why I said, this is something everyone should be doing. Right. So I, I want to mm -hmm. continue on with that a bit more. So after going through this transformation and healing and, you know, bringing that energy in all aspects of your life, mm -hmm. what brought you to become a spiritual life coach and a healer? First of all, what would, what would you say, what is a spiritual life coach? Okay, before I got through, the, okay, a spiritual life coach, I believe is someone who enlightens others about the enlightenment, teaching you that you are what a spiritual being actually is. A lot of people are like, okay, we're spiritual beings. What does that mean? So it's teaching you it from the ground up. Being a spiritual being, having a human experience. Again, I love mm. to use that, that quote. Um, and it's to understand that that means we're integrating our mind, our body, and our soul, but we 
when we come here and, and have the human experience, we get so distracted by the physical. Mm, we, externalities. Anything outward. Mm -hmm. And we forget our soul. And and it's been happening since almost the beginning of time. You go back to ancient teachings, you learn it through everything. So we, and it's to remind you that you need perfect harmony. And I, it's like a triangle for me. And it's like, mm. like to draw a triangle when I say it. We need all of that for the balance, mind, body, soul. So spiritual life coaches to remind you about that aspect that we tend to forget that causes us to get stuck in life. Yes. So tell me more about the work that you do with people. Is it one-on-one? -on -one? Is it with groups? I, a little of everything. I, I do the one-on-one -on -one work. Um, that's how I really started together with the Akashic Record readings, which I will dive into next. But the one-on-one -on -one work, I do the Reiki healing mixed with other energy healing. People come to my home, which is my workspace. I have a space for that. And we do a lot of clearings and we do those kind of things. I also do meditation circles, group meditation or one-on-one -on -one if people just want to learn that meditation and do it. I do have my online courses where I do my sacred soul, the Akashic reading, but I call it sacred soul reconnection. That's a three-week course because I give you so much information that I break it out into three weeks and teach you how to apply it to your life like that so mm -hmm. yeah what is an akashic reading amazingly i did not know when i learned it um i stumbled upon it when i was trying to do self-healing so uh i was i learned akashic work it was actually a course i took that required certification and i'm like okay fine and that's when i learned my gift because i practiced on people that was an amazing part in itself so the akashic readings is basically mm -hmm. i go into your soul records and people don't understand that our souls have been here many times so there's like records on us, but I see it in the ether or in the sky, however anyone wants to visualize it. And we're able to look at mm -hmm. how were we created at a soul level. And I can share with someone, these are your gifts. These are your traits based on your energy composition. Like you're, this is who, and most times when you tell them that, it's a confirmation. It's not like, oh, is that really me? No, it's like, oh my gosh, that is me. But I kind of let that go because I should be a doctor instead, or I should, I mean, but that doesn't even fit. You know, I should be doing this instead of this. And they let go of those gifts, or they're not just bringing it into the space they're at. Mm -hmm. So that the readings change people's lives because now they're becoming conscious of things that they were not, and they were just robotically doing like we tend to do. Right, and, the, the preconditioning yeah, that we have of how we should be and what right. we should be doing. So yeah. this gives them permission to say, oh my gosh, you're sharing something with me. Especially when it comes from a stranger, it's like, okay, let me hear her because how did she know this or whatever the case so may be. So more details on your on your clients. What, what kind of problems do people on your clients come to Ooh. you with? The first thing that most of them will say is, I'm experiencing blockage and I, I don't, I can't get what anything I want to get. So I'm like, okay, we'll work on that. But most of the problems is either problems with um, confidence or usually stuff that they're trying to do, like I said, that they can't get done. Um, it might be just one specific relationship issue, but they're not realizing that is causing all the other issues. Mm -hmm. uh, anything you can possibly think of. And just, there's some people who just say, you know what, I just know there's something more for me in this mm -hmm. world. There's something I'm missing. So you're really helping people identify their energy. Yes. And 
I mean, I know, I know you said um, blocks and unblocks. So really mm-hmm. helping them unblock it and release what's innate and natural with their energy. That's a nice way to put it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So tell me more about the I am movement. The I am movement, which I'm so excited about. At the top of the year came to me. The I am movement's I am move and meant to spell M-E-A-N-T. Mm, nope. You're meant. You're, yes, because you're a meant <laughs> to move out mm. of that lower vibration of that hurt in those past experiences and all the anger we hold. We're meant to move out of that. That's our lower selves. And we're meant to move into our higher self, our true self, who we really are. It's like removing all those layers, which is comes from ego. And then it's just the ignorance of not knowing our true power as spiritual beings. So it's move us out of there so we can start stepping up as the powerful beings we are and serving the purpose we came here to serve that we chose to serve and start lighting, igniting the lights of all the other people we were meant to come and counsel with. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm not here to try and light all the lights. All we needed to do is start with just one. Mm. And that one would- Give me a breakdown of the program. Is it, how many weeks is it over? Actually this one I made a 14 week challenge because people okay. are more, they, they like challenges and they go for it. So I started it with a, excuse me, if I said 14, a 14 day challenge. Mm. And I wanted to start with that so people can see, just get a feel if they don't know, and they give it a try. But from the 14-day challenge, I'm like, I want to roll into a membership where you can just go one year, two years, go monthly. And it's to be a group of powerful individuals that come together who are ready to step into who they really are. Right, their, their true energy. They're true, and they want to let go. Releasing any other blocks yes. or energies that they're holding onto that isn't serving them. Right. And cool. With <laughs> other people, why not? You have accountability partners. Do yeah, it with, and like, doing it together with, with a group. Makes it yeah, so much more it's fun. much more engaging mm-hmm. and, and meaningful. Yes. Um, so you also have Sacred Soul Iversity. So quickly, yes. tell me about that as well. The Sacred Soul Iversity is now every, all these components is in there. Like this mm-hmm. Iversity, will have my three-week course it has my eight-week course and then it will also until like there's other spiritual leaders out there who say I just want to put a course on a in a place where I can teach maybe meditation sure come on the I university it's a place for spiritual leaders to teach a safe space where people can say well I trust this Mm, mm -hmm. and I trust where this goes so it's I can see it growing my vision is for it to get so big that it's full of Anything you can think of. I want to learn Reiki there. So it's in the university. Mm. You can learn that. I want to self-master. So making energy healing accessible to others. Yes, yeah. in one place. And you can just pre-course. Take your pre-course, go to your next course, and go, learn, grow. Mm. And where can we find this? At my website. Oh, yeah, sacredsoul.com. Yeah. Sacred with a K. Sacred with a K. <laughs> you got it. Um, just a, a, a couple of last questions for you. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, honestly, to my younger self, you know, I actually, to keep doing what I was doing, because Mm -hmm. honestly, everything that my younger self did got me to where I am now. So I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. I actually pat that girl in the back because she really, she stepped out the box a lot of times. (laughs) And without that, I don't think I would have ever seen what I see now. So I appreciate her boldness. I appreciate her her um, stubbornness because it really helped her mm. to be where she is today. Mm. And <laughs> last thing, finish this sentence. The soul is. The soul is. That's a good one. The soul is 
your connection to your truth, your true self. Your soul is who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Felicia. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to have you here. So um, for all of our listeners out there, you can access Felicia's I Am Movement, which is starting January 24th um, through her website uh, called sacredsoul.com, sacred with a K. Mm -hmm. You can also follow her on Instagram, which is at sacred underscore soul. Yes. 